Maybe we'll talk. It is a new year. It is 2024. I was talking about doing this show on a weekly basis again and was struggling getting that out during the holidays. And uh, I feel a lot better about a lot of things. And uh, I'll tell you what, this show is a weekly podcast. It comes out on Thursdays. It's Thursday right now. I feel like Uh, Thursday has always been the day I set aside to edit, so if uh, one of the things I do on Thursdays is finish this up and put it out, I think that's very realistic. So, uh, hopefully stay tuned on Thursdays uh, to receive new episodes of this show, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and uh, wherever you got it. Uh, I think I gotta put these on YouTube also, but that's on my next... One of my next things I'm doing, which is a lot of stuff. I'm getting, I'm, I'm really, things are really rolling. I'm really, I feel like all my little projects are going well. Um, on Sundays, I will be putting out my new podcast, which is called The Least Ready Room and is a 100% Star Trek rewatch starting with the original series. Me and my friend Chris are going to watch Star Trek and talk about it. And we will have rotating guests and uh, sometimes it might be... More like a panel. We'll see what everyone's availability is, but that's just starting. I'm very excited. That'll be coming out on Sundays on all the things that I just mentioned, podcasting podcastering services. I heard something about Google. I When I went to put this on Google, it said something like, maybe we're going to change how Google Podcasts work or exists, and it might just be YouTube, or we might upload them through YouTube or something. So... I don't know exactly what is going on with that. The real reason I mentioned that is that, you know, another podcast service shut down last year. I don't know if that's a trend or what Google is doing. So why am I reporting on something I know nothing about? Basically, because that's what I do and like to do. Today, we're going to talk about Friday the 13th. We're going to cover movies three and four. And I sort of have realized that I hope I hope that I am not trying to project upon my guests how I feel about Friday the 13th. Because I do like it. I, I like this series. I, I love the character of Jason Voorhees. I'm very fascinated. I might be fascinated with the character more than the actual films. And, and at least the first four, which is really on this current watch-through, that's where we're at. And really, the first five movies are a different kind of thing. And I really would like to talk to Greenwood about all five of those as a whole. I might even have a recording of us briefly going over that sometime in the past, because he and I have done a lot of horror movie content talking about, like, I've already talked to him about this and other series, but these first couple of movies, I feel like I'm, I feel like when I, this is my opinion, when I compare the first four or five Friday the 13th movies to something like A Nightmare on Elm Street, which we've already, already covered, which I love dearly and grew up with, um, there's just so much more fantasy in A Nightmare on Elm Street, and there's so many more ridiculous practical effects, and just the dream imagery, the sets, all of the very physical and practical effects really sing to me. And, uh, you know, the first couple Friday the 13th movies are really about a man killing people with whatever gardening tools and kitchen appliances he can find, and that's fun. It's good. But yeah, I think I almost, I feel like maybe even in the upcoming recordings we're going to listen to, I might even say something like to, to two or more people along the lines of, so we don't really like Friday the 13th as much as we like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I don't know if I should be putting words in anyone's mouth. But anyway, I believe that we're going to be talking to Weebs, Thrash, 
and Michelle. Uh, this is, uh, I believe it's going to be a recording of Thrash and me and Thrash and Weebs talking about the third movie, and then me, Michelle, and Weebs talking about the fourth movie. Uh, if there are any corrections, I'll correct them at the end, but otherwise, yeah, here are here is our breakdown and our opinions on both of those movies, and uh, yeah, of course, I'll say goodbye at the end with all my info and stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you Thursdays. Uh, next week's episode, we'll be covering... Twin Peaks Season 1, and there's going to be some more Twin Peaks content going on. We're going to be watching the movie in my Discord soon, and then we'll start digging into Season 3, which is insane. But uh, first, we're going to present our coverage of Season 1. So that's next week, and here, right now, is us talking about Friday the 13th, Episodes 3 and 4. I totally lost track of where we were even starting. I, I'm starting to lose track of what movies we're watching, as well as the characters' names. These ones are really That's a bad like. Sign. Uh, I mean, I think it's fine because these ones really blend together. I mean, this this really there's at least a you can at least say there's like a different storyline in each Nightmare on Elm Street movie, these are just teenagers getting killed with household appliances, weapons. Multiple pitchforks. Multiple pitchforks and one barn, please, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This, This is the one where he gets his iconic hockey mask that he puts on and never takes off. Until, like, the end of the movie, which, like, again, like, that completely ruins the whole Jason persona. Like, I I, I hate how they consistently keep taking his mask off. Well, they... I don't know. Hmm. Well, I guess, well, the reason he does it in this movie... Did you catch that, that the final girl, Chrissy, she had encountered him before years ago? Actually, no, I didn't see that. Okay, so part of the the one of the and again each of these like you could say each of each of these movies like the one thing they have that's kind of a plot could also be like in any movie like what I'm about to say could have been like which movie is the one where the girl encountered Jason a couple years ago but yeah she was like she had a fight with her parents at their cabin in the woods which is the setting of this movie like two summers ago. And she ran away into the woods, and Jason chased her with a knife. Oh. So he, he took off his mask to be like, look, I'm the scary beast boy of the woods that chased you two <laughs> years ago, and now I'm going to fucking get you. I don't know. I still feel like the... the, the it, I don't know. It's almost like if, like, you know, Michael Myers took off his mask more often in, like, the Halloween yeah, movies. I feel like it, it completely... That. It completely takes away from the, the, the mythical, you know, invincible, tanky, weird thing that's chasing after you. Yeah, I want uh, let's let's pay attention now because 
I feel like he definitely has his mask off in the end of the fourth one. Uh, the fifth one definitely features an unmasking at the end. The sixth one, I feel like... I feel like the sixth one, it might be on and off throughout the sixth one. But we'll we'll get there. But I feel like the end usually... Like, there are some traditions in these, and I feel like a lot of them, towards the end, there's some kind of unmasking to show some very hideous effect. And he never looks the same. He just always looks like uh, the guy from the Goonies. A melted face. Well, most yeah. specifically in this one, he 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 looks exactly like Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, Sloth. That's like what in this was. one, he really, really does like uh, like absurdly. He, he wants a machete and a baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the one with all of the three D, which was. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Powerful stuff. Really, and like I would say maybe two or three effects, two or three of those really strong, heavily 3D effects were during murders, and the rest were just during bullshit. 3D popcorn. Hold on, I'm just going to play with my yo-yo for a second. Whoa! Ah. Yeah. Would you like to hear the list of the uh, the list that I made of 3D effects that I noticed? There, there's a oh, I'm I'm loving it. A comprehensive list of all the horrible 3D effects. Go. These for are it. these are just the ones that I made note of. There's a 3D pole in the beginning when Harold is putting up the laundry. His rabbits are attacked by a 3D snake. He encounters a 3D rat. The scary warning guy on the road who does not get killed in this one. I don't think that I noticed. Holds up a 3D gross eyeball that he found. I don't know what that, what's going on there. Uh, the 3D wallet thrown by Shelly to Vera. Uh, 3D chain fist through the window. The 3D yo-yo, of course, as Andy is taunting uh, Vera, I think. I don't think it's even his girlfriend. His nameless pregnant girlfriend, by the way. We, I don't know if we, we I don't think we got her name. Uh, 3D hay being thrown down the ladder. And 3D climbing up the ladder, uh, 3D pitchfork impaling um, Fox. The woman, the criminal woman's name is Fox, and then 3D pitchfork also impaling. And by the way, these th- these these pitchforks are in 3D, not in use. And it's the pole of the pitchfork for some reason sticking out of both people is what the 3D effect is. Um, there is the 3D apple juggling contest, which may be the most really the best use of 3D and the most noteworthy here. Uh, 3D spear gun into Vera's eye, 3D popcorn, 3D hot poker being held threateningly. I don't think the the impalation is really too much 3D, but Rick's eye pops out on a spring in 3D. Um, I couldn't quite, there's an effect of Jason going over a fence, which kind of looked like it might be in 3D, but I think that definitely when uh, Chrissy comes out of the loft and does an ass drop right onto Jason, I think that that is a 3D ass drop. And uh, then Jason with the axe in his head, holding his arms out as the final 3D effect. Really only one horror effect. Oh, and the spear gun. Spear gun and Jason with the axe in his head are the Maybe two real horror the effects. the bow of the canoe. Oh, the bow of the canoe the in the end. As and over okay. the pond. Yeah, that probably was. In fact, I mean, a lot of this probably would have appeared in more um, 
true 3D. So anything with depth like that, but yeah, that probably was one of them. But these were things where they, yeah, they set these up specifically. I like the the canoe probably was very intentionally. They had them sweep the in front of the canoe. Um, but yeah, these are shots that were set up to intentionally uh, look silly when a 3D camera was filming them. <laughs> there, there, there was some extreme perspective on some of these exactly, things that yeah, just yeah, did yeah. not need extreme perspective. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like this is the movie that invented 3D. Like they were like, look at this amazing thing we can do. Let's do it on every stupid thing we can see. Excuse yeah. me, while I pour this glass of milk, put on your glasses now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's... Although I will give it to them for that time frame, like, trying to make, like, 3D actually work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's like, the, the creativeness of, like, you know, well, let's see, you know, what we can use. And, you know, they definitely used it. I don't know. And, Maybe at that time it was. It's like I, I can't think of anything comparable in this era. But like it's, it's. I don't know. Like using the cl- the click wheel the first time on a on an iPod or something comparable. Okay. I don't know. Like just like you know, ooh, you know. Uh, ooh, look at man, this like, and, man yeah. makes fire and is just sitting in awe at the fire that they made. This was kind they of the second probably wave. Probably actually had. More gory 3D effects. That's how Clutcher in the um, pre-release was like no fucking way. That is oh, one. Yeah. That is one hundred percent true about the second movie. So I don't know. So it's very likely that that is the case here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they like the second movie. They got um they got bogged down by the uh, the film boards and stuff like that because of uh, yeah. how much violence there was. A lot of the and... film was destroyed. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Yeah, the second movie, the films were taken and destroyed. Jesus, <laughs> that's extreme. Yeah. When when do we get Tom Savini back? <laughs> Did you notice? Did you notice a nod to Tom Savini? Nah. Oh, it's there's a girl reading like I don't. It's a it's some kind of horror magazine or pop culture magazine, but she's turning through the pages, and one of the one of the titles, the one of the headlines is like Tom Savini, master of special effects, something like that. That's funny. And Tom Savini does come back, uh, maybe in the fourth one. I wonder I if it, say, it, it, it was would be interesting. One. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if it was this one. Although this one does do the Kevin Bacon impalement through the neck, probably not as good as Tom yeah. Savini did it. No, it was just uh, what it was the, uh, the 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 it was the, the it was the nameless pregnant girlfriend. Oh, I thought he he also got a, a spear through the neck on the uh, the the woman and the 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 husband and wife team that were in the middle of the woods. What, what were they called again? It was Harold and something. I almost oh, want to call her Maud. Oh yeah, uh, I don't think that Harold's wife gets a name, um, but she gets oh. a knitting needle through the back mm, of the neck and out the mouth. Maybe it's just I'm watching this on such a small screen, but it looked like I didn't see the uh, the. <sighs> The, uh, what's my call? The, uh, sewing needle going through the, uh, or the knitting needle going through her mouth. 
Maybe because it looked like she just went, oh, and then it faded to white. I was like, that, that's kind of anticlimactic. You don't even see like the piercing or anything, but I guess that's just the low quality of my uh, phone. Yeah, now I'm not totally positive because I wasn't, because I also, I wasn't sure if I should, I, I wasn't sure what I was looking at. You know, one of those scenes where you're kind of like, what's, and, uh, I thought it was a knitting needle, but I almost wrote it down as a 3D effect, and then I wasn't quite sure if it was really like... I feel like I, it might have been that the knitting needle was coming right towards the viewer, so it might have been hard to tell if, you know, what was even happening. There's a possibility of that. So for murders, we got Harold and his wife. Harold is killed by a big cleaver, which is fun. The wife, I think, knitting needle through the mouth. Sorry. Bumping into things. Shelly is the goofball hey. character who gets his throat slit off screen, but we see him. And also, Shelly is the originator of the hockey mask. Uh, Andy is the pregnant girl's boyfriend, who it, it kind of looks... He's walking upside down, and I think Jason whacks him right in the crotch. With the machete. That's what I think. It's hard to tell what happens because it's a very quick shot. Which, again, there may yeah, have been more gore. Yeah. His uh, pregnant girlfriend, who has no name, gets the Kevin Bacon knife through the throat. Uh, Chris, the girl who has the flashback, survives, I believe. Vera gets the spear gun in the eye, which is awesome. Uh, Chuck, the stoner, gets electrocuted, and the stoner's girlfriend gets impaled by a fire poker. Her name is Chili. Uh, Rex, who sucks, gets his head crushed and his eyeballs pop out in 3D. Uh, Ali, the chain guy, gets knocked out, returns later, gets his hand cut off, and then gets chopped up with a machete. And as we know, Fox and Loco are impaled by pitchforks. So that's who gets killed. And also, Jason gets an axe in his head and looks pretty dead. But uh, we know and we will find out next time that he's not dead. Not yet. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Well, this is really the most fatal injury he's sustained so far. He got a pretty good chop in the shoulder with a machete last time. But, like, axe to the forehead is pretty... It's brutal. And, yeah, it's interesting. That was an ultimate... A lot lot of these movies have some kind of weird dream sequence and... Or, yeah, maybe not involving a canoe, but there's a lot of... It's almost like there's a little bit of post-traumatic reflection. Usually we're left with the final girl being, like, not knowing what happened or looking... In this one, she looks towards the house and sees him coming, although it turns out that he's actually dead back in the barn. We get some kind of weird dream, and at least in these, these the first couple here. We'll see if it continues. I don't recall exactly how the fourth one ends. But uh, people tend to escape from Jason and then dream about him, probably forever. Maybe that's the ending of these first three. Like, by the way, these girls are going to have nightmares about this guy forever. Well, obviously they would. The first three are kind of a neat little trilogy, even though I think a lot of people would feel like two, three, and four are the trilogy. The first three are a neat little look, because the first one is so out of place with the rest of the series, it doesn't even make sense. The first one's kind of like the the Mandalorian of the series. <laughs> it it just kind of somehow tries to really link everything together, I guess. I don't know. It, it, 
<laughs> they didn't know. It's it's like the rest of the series tries to link itself to that movie, even though really none of these have anything to do with each other. Other than there's a guy named Jason that kills people. But yeah, that's the third one, and these and yeah, I think I I, I may not have totally yeah spit this out, but like these. In really all of these, in a way that Nightmare doesn't really feel this way and Halloween doesn't feel this way. But it's I say this about Transformers movies all the time, that if you like took like three Transformers movies and chopped them all up in ten minute increments and then selected random ten minute increments, not even scenes, just ten minute chunks of those movies and randomized an hour and a half of them and told me it was a new Transformers movie, I wouldn't <sighs> be able to tell. Yep. If yeah, you ch- <laughs> if you if you chopped up these with just like the murders and showed me a bunch of murders, would be able to tell that they were three different movies at all? Right. Yeah, I think the first three probably you could do that with these movies, and probably all of them, because yeah, there's a lot of sameness going on here, and yeah, you have to tell them apart by being like, well, which is the one where? The girl saw Jason two years ago, and which is the one where uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of kids at some kind of weird halfway home. It's really not even about a camp most of the time. I don't know. It's not my favorite series of a slasher of '80s slashers. It's kind of the cheapo one, I think. Out of like Friday, out of uh, like Halloween. And a nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. What's what's that one about? Well, uh the first one was directed by John Carpenter in nineteen seventy-eight, and it is about a dude called the Shape, and uh, he encounters some babysitters and kills most of them. And then in the set, and I think he is called Michael Myers in the first movie, actually. Wait, okay. No, I know about Halloween. Oh, okay. There's a, uh, maybe it's the same. I'm thinking of a cover art where it's a shitty, it's nothing but a jack-o'-lantern and it looks kind of fucked. I'm trying to find it. I mean, that sounds like a lot of Halloween posters have just a jack-o'-lantern. A jack-o'-lantern made out of knives, particularly. Is Are we talking movie. about Pumpkinhead? <laughs> there is a movie called Pumpkinhead. And there is a movie called, like, Trick or Treat. That is... There is something with that. And I don't think Tales of Halloween is what I'm thinking of. Trick or Treat might have another movie associated with it. But Trick or Treat has, like, a kid with a sack on his head. Oh, you know what it is? What? Halloween 2. Halloween 2, is is a jack-o'-lantern made out of knives? No, it's, uh... <laughs> I called it a shitty-looking jack-o'-lantern. Right. But it's a uh, skull face. A skull face to jack-o'-lantern? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so in Halloween 2... They, like, decide, or, yeah, somebody, in fact, this is canon, like, to reality, what I'm about to say. In Halloween 2, whoever the scriptwriter was, it may have even been uh, John Carpenter, it might have been someone else, though. They saw Return of the Jedi, no, they saw, 
The Empire Strikes Back, right? So in Halloween 2, the big reveal is that Michael is Laurie's brother. The guy was so impressed with the twist in The Empire Strikes Back that that ended up being what Halloween 2 is uh, wow. balanced upon. And That's it- not true. It's impossible. <laughs> and then Halloween 3 is just nonsense. In Halloween 3, an evil toy company distributes, first of all, an awful uh, jingle on the radio that, that will get stuck. And it's actually, it's London Bridge is falling, falling down. It's that little tune. But it's, it's, I don't even want to, because if I even, like, cognate it into my brain, I'll be singing it for the rest of the week. But it's, it's, it's that little tune and, and a song about Halloween. But... They're, the evil toy company is putting out these masks that all the kids want. And when the kids put on the masks on Halloween and the song finally counts down to Halloween, the song has a signal that's going to go out into all the masks and turn the children into worms. Like piles of, like the children will decay into yeah. heaps of worms. And the main character of the movie finds out about this plot line, but is too late to stop it. And that, that's what occurs. All of the children that's in America weird. put on these masks and their bodies turn into piles of worms. Halloween 3 is great. And the, rest, and the rest of them have to do with Michael Myers. But it's just... I don't know. They're, they feel like separate movies. They, they, they all feel like, like they're just... Friday the 13th, I think, was just the low-budget... And I'm not, it's not like what I'm saying doesn't apply to all slasher movies, but Friday the the 13th was really, really like, let's squeeze one of these out every year. Let's just do it as fast as we can for as cheap as we can. It doesn't need a script. Like if this was happening today, these scripts would be written by ChatGPT. And these ones really seem like, let's just squeeze them out. But then Freddy Mm -hmm. fought Jason, which is cool. A lot of the stuff that Jason does towards the end of the series is a little, it gets, you know, it does get sillier. Jason Goes to Hell is an absolute shit feast. <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell is a cartoon and it's, it's just nonsense. It's Jason Goes to Hell, when they finally kill him, this, the guy doing the autopsy becomes, he's overcome with madness and he eats Jason's heart and becomes possessed by Jason. And then Jason turns into some kind of worm that crawls out of the medical examiner and crawling into other people. I don't even know. That one's insane. Then he goes to space and then he fights Freddy. So really they start out really tame and simple and just a man killing people in the woods, considering that it turns into demon possessing worm spaceman stuff. Eventually. I guess it's a good. I guess it's a good series. I guess it's good that we're gonna look at it and collect our thoughts. Some would say it's historically significant. It's culturally significant. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it is. How are you feeling? Are you feeling congested? Me? Yeah. I'm okay. Oh, good. I've had a lot of. I've had a lot of sniffles and things going on in my sinuses. Mm. 
And nighttime, sometimes when I'm asleep, yeah, I do get stuffy. Oh but yeah. Right now I'm fine. I feel like the weather, like jumping up and down by forty degrees, at, like every mm-hmm. other day around here, is playing. Right. Yeah, playing some funny games with my sinuses. Same. Yeah, you too. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I've been eating box after box of Mucinex. Yeah, better safe than sorry in these days. Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah, I made the I made the brownies with the thin Oreo mint cookies inside of them. Nice. That's Ooh. the that's the truth. That's a weebs yeah. pro tip. The yeah, thin the thin mint Oreos. In the brownies. That sound that sounds really good. I've seen people put Twix bars and other nonsense in there, making them really slutty, and I feel like that's kind of scary. Twix <laughs> making them slutty. Twix bars seems like a lot to put in brownies. But Oreos, mm-hmm. the thin Oreos is perfect. Although a really, a really good idea is to put down a layer of cookie dough first, and then the Oreos, and then pour the Yo. brownie batter, right? That's it. That's the real... Oh, that's damn. That's the real truth. Yeah, I didn't go all the way. I didn't go all. I didn't go full slutty with the chocolate chip cookie dough. It's nice, but it's almost too much it, at that point. Yeah, that, that's. I was worried that I would like get high and want to start eating them and be like, there'd be so much cookie and brownie that I would just get sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plausible. Yeah, really. But that um, you know that that magic blender is just an exquisite addition to my kitchen. Good. It's I'm a, glad it's working. Oh boy, I I, lo- I love to use it. I really I I maybe I mean I, after this. Well, we'll see. Maybe I was gonna say in the spring, maybe I might need to stop eating edibles all the time. But uh, <laughs> it's been getting me through these past couple months. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll be back in a couple hours. Have, right a, on. have a good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, right, see later. ya. Peace. Peace. The next one has Crispin Glover in it. He's a dead fuck. How's it going? Not bad. That's nice to hear. Yeah. How's it going? I'm feeling all right. I have gotten over almost. I mean, I still feel like I got something, some kind of congestion. I got to get some use next, but 
Boy, I got really, really sick over Christmas. Oh, that sucks. It was was real true. It was like, yeah, I've been, I've had that kind of flu like once or twice in my lifetime. And this was just full on, completely out of commission, can't even think straight. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Ryan got COVID for the first time last week. Oh, he, no. Like, he held off for like four years. And then Thursday of last week, he woke up and he was like, I feel like I got hit by a truck. I'm calling out of work. And I was like, you're definitely because he never calls out of work. I was like, you're definitely not feeling good. I went to work and then he texted me because my mom ran out and got a COVID test. And sure enough, he was positive. He's like, I went this long. Ooh, so then I man. went home and tested. I, I never got it. Thank God. But um. Did you have it at some point? I've had it twice, but I didn't okay. get it when he just had it because, like, good, I was good, like, good. "Oh, should I like sleep in another room?" Because, like, being pregnant, I'm like, "What could happen?" Yeah, be careful. But I never got it. So, yeah, I went he's about... better now. He's back. But he was like, just so he was down for the count. It was yeah. just not great. There's just so much sickness going around, and like, RSV is really bad now, yeah. and I just I don't want to go. Oh my god. Yeah, be careful out there. Holy shit. I'm getting um, my vaccines and whatever is necessary. And I should be doing once that. Once the baby's actually. here, then he will be in a bubble, so... Yeah, you're gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my little bubble boy for the first couple months. I managed to not get COVID for the first three years, and I did get it this spring. And I just slept all day for four or five days. And that was a lot better than puking and shitting myself all day, which is what I do. Yeah. I prefer sleeping all day with COVID. I don't know if there is usually a stomach component. I don't know Um, anyway, but I mean, yeah, it really just. So they're saying, yeah, COVID is just like achy and like stuffy and like often up crap. It made me yeah. feel like I just, it really just, I seriously was awake for like 30 minutes twice a day and just slept all day for like a week. Yeah. I know that um, there's like, of course, there's another variant of it going around and I forget what they're even calling it. But now they're saying um, new symptoms that people are reporting are anxiety and loss of sleep. And I'm like, great. Oh, <laughs> no. Just in case. Just in case uh, everything else that you have is Yeah. <laughs> the one good thing about it is that you sleep through it. I don't know if that's yeah. a good th- I don't know if that's the one good thing about it. Some people I mean, I'd rather, don't wake I'd, up. Like, I'd rather sleep through it and wake up refreshed <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, I like to wake up eventually. Eventually. If you sleep through your sickness, then, you know, just feel better when you wake up. Sleep through the crappy parts. Do we sort of feel like we like the Nightmare on Elm Street series better than Friday in general? I mean, you know, I do. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's... Yeah. Friday so far is a little more goofy. 
And yeah. I feel like that's intentional. Yeah. There really is a sense to the Friday movies of like it it doesn't matter if there's any kind there is no plot, barely. And that's really and I really I almost feel like you don't even need a script to make this kind this these movies. There's a certain mundanity when you compare it to Nightmare on Elm Street because Nightmare on Elm Street is very fantastic. There's ridiculous special effects there. I and mean, there's good special effects in the Friday movies, but like there's nonsensical things happening in Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, the upside down rooms and Johnny Depp volcano of blood yeah. and stuff that Friday the 13th is just a guy killing people with pitchforks and machetes. Over and over again. Yeah, really, and really over and over. Like, I was saying that while we were watching it, that, yeah, they made one of these movies every summer for about 10 years. It just (laughs) didn't matter if there was a script. Here are some naked young girls. This is the final chapter. That's the title of this one. And how many more came? (laughs) At least eight or ten more. Yeah. Yeah. He's still alive in this one. He's still a living man in this one. Not any longer. Tommy chopped his head into many pieces, it seems like. Was he like a ghost or something? No, he's... Oh, well... I don't want to spoil... Uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 for you because it's... Friday the 13th Part 5 is maybe my favorite one, but... Very substantive. It's... As far as the cartoony goofiness of... that we've seen so far, the next one is just... Like, there are characters that are... that barely behave like human beings. The next one is such a cartoon... Wow. Um, but after, yeah, so, but basically, fifth one, the fifth one is sort of a weird one. And after that one, Jason rises from the grave and he's just a corpse sure. walking around killing people wow. for six, seven, and eight. And then I think the ninth one is Jason Goes to Hell, where it's revealed that he's some kind of worm that can leave Jason's body and enter the body of another guy in fact like yeah it doesn't seem like it's like it it does seem like it's his resurrected corpse that goes around for the next three movies it doesn't really seem like he got into the body of another guy the ninth Jason goes to hell is fucking wacky is what I'm saying yeah and then you know then he goes to space yeah I do want to see that one. Well, it's coming up. We'll get to it. Um, so here's... You want to hear my rundown of what happened during this movie? Yes. We, <laughs> we've got uh, a couple of paramedics that pick him up in the beginning. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there's the medical examiner guy that's talking about molesting the corpses of teenage girls. He gets a bone saw across his throat. The girl that, the living girl that seems to be his girlfriend, maybe, who hates him, 
gets a knife in the gut. Um, Tommy's mom, I think, dies off screen. I, we see Tommy's mom get frightened, and I don't believe we followed up by seeing her body or anything. Um, Trish survives, I think. Tom, Tommy and Trish survive. Yeah, they're in the hospital at the end. So we've got Jimbo, played by Crispin Glover, the dead fuck who gets a corkscrew in his hand and then a cleaver in the face. His friend, the goon of the movie, Ted, gets a knife through the head. Hey, uh, through a movie screen from behind. A lot of knives coming through things and then into people in this movie, and also a lot of defenestration. Uh, Blonde Sarah gets an axe in the chest. I don't know. Her name is not Blonde Sarah, but that's what I wrote down. Um, Her friend Sam gets a knife in the gut through the while being naked in the disgusting raft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend Paul gets harpooned in the dick. Uh, Doug gets his head mm-hmm. crushed in the back of the shower and then uh, sliced up on the glass of the shower. There are two local chicks. One of them gets defenestrated. Uh, Tina, who is hanging out with Jimbo, gets chucked through the window. Um, they have really nice outfits, the two local chicks. Uh, the other one is stabbed off screen, maybe by the harpoon again. We see her with a pole through her. The hiker guy, it looks like he ends up with a pole through him. Rob from TNG is screaming, he's killing me! While Jason is stabbing him with some kind of garden tool. Um, and there's also a banana-eating hitchhiker with a knife through the throat. I believe that's it. And then Jason's head is unceremoniously slashed to ribbons. Uh, by Tommy Jarvis. I think that's what happens in this movie. Comprehensive. Thank you. I'm sorry, Michelle. Um, It sounds like there was some kind of internet connection happening, but I didn't quite catch what you said. Oh, I was just saying that sounds about... Okay. <laughs> right. Based on a when I when I I'm not chimed in when I checked in. Oh yeah, you came in a little late. Yeah, so you 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 I, I believe you missed you missed the banana eating hitchhiker. I did. She's got a banana in her hand, and like when he stabs her, you see like the tip of the knife come out of her throat, and then it it. The camera shows just her fist holding the banana, and she squeezes the banana, and it you know squeezes out of the peel. Very classically oh, dramatic wow. cartoon. They're yeah. so cartoony. Tons of people getting thrown out of windows. Something I noticed is that in this movie in particular, I think he's done a few things like this before, but in this one, he has a tendency to move the well. He's moving the bodies around and putting them in places where people will see them and to frighten people, which it struck me as funny this time because I've been playing Far Cry recently and something like that or Metal Gear Solid, there's a mechanic where if you kill someone, you want to pick their body up and put it somewhere where no one will see it. (laughs) Jason has the opposite idea. He's like, shit, I killed this lady. No one's going to see the corpse here. I'm very proud of this kill. I'm going to put her on the porch. I'm going to throw Rob from TNG through the window. Jesus. Like a cat with a mouse. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw your murdered boyfriend through the window to, to scare you. That's an insane thing to do, Jason. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was the fourth one, and yeah, well, uh, yeah. If, well, I definitely, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like there's a little bit less to say about these ones because they really are just. Let's get some naked They're teenagers so and yeah, and kill them with you know whatever's in the house. I mean, that seems like part of what this is is you know the horror of what kind of tools and weapons are lying around your house that someone might kill you with. But really, at this point, and I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Pretty I easy formula, to be honest, for a franchise where it's like, okay, it's summertime, time to make money. Yeah, time where to squeeze one of these out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is an easily repeat. And yeah, so... Yeah, the fifth one is really a spectacle. I really feel like the fifth one stands out as so stupid and so silly. Like, they were really just bleeding it dry at that point, and that's why... So starting in the sixth, with the, starting with the sixth movie, it becomes a supernatural horror series for three movies. <laughs> and I don't really remember what those three are like, six, seven, and eight. Those are like the zombie man, supernatural. One of them has a... He's fighting a psychic girl in one of them. Even at that point, they were starting to ramp up towards Freddy versus Jason, like and they a, wanted to make a more psychic. What do you mean? Oh, sorry, sorry. Is there a medium, or is it like a palm reader? Oh no, I think she's like Carrie. She has like telekinesis. I'm honestly not really sure. Oh. Yeah, I think it's like a. Uh, yeah, like a like some kind of um, combat psychic ability like she's i real honestly i shouldn't speculate because i really don't know what happens in that one it might be i i feel like it might be that she's with some psychiatrist and the psychiatrist she's like having dreams about jason and maybe the psychiatrist is trying to track jason down by making this girl have prophetic dreams but that doesn't sound quite right and that that might be hellraiser too <laughs> We'll see that. We'll find out. Someday yeah. soon we'll watch we'll watch five and then we'll get to the part of the series I'm not as familiar with. But thank you both for talking to me and hanging out today. Yeah. Thank you thanks for, for showing the movie. As always. Cool. And happy new year. I'm I yeah. I'm happy to not have the flu and to proceed into a new year. Hooray. No flu and New Year and more soap and farmers markets and good things. Yeah, I gotta now. I'm I gotta uh, finalize a bunch of my plans about where I'm gonna be selling stuff the next couple of months, mm -hmm. which I'm excited about. Which is gonna be great. Yeah, we're gonna do some farmer markets and stuff. Nice. Ooh. 2024, yeah. 2023 wasn't that bad but it wasn't great well, it wasn't up or down yeah so i have... just felt really good since like 2020 so it's being i have to go all right man i will talk to you really soon yeah it's been fucking weird it's been weird as hell i like i honestly i Oh, I mean, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just, I feel like, 
I'm starting to feel almost like I have some kind of control of what's going on in my life for the first time in three years. Like, so I feel like, so I really hope that this year continues on a, on a forward path because what a weird couple, what a weird fucking disaster. What happened? Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's very bizarre to even like, it's just all been like a blur. Yeah. Like. I think that 2019 was five years ago. It's just really... That's insane to me. Weird to me. It, it, that is right? insane. Like, like, it really... God. It's... In, yeah. It's been so fucking weird. It's been the longest, but also the quickest. It's just because it's all just a blur. And, like, I know that's part of just getting older anyway. Like, time just flies faster. But yeah, I just but... think that, like, 20... Such a shit show. And... Everybody spent so much time away from everybody else, and things just like haven't like fully recovered. Like people yeah, don't. Yeah, people. People don't are hang out anymore. Like so disconnected. Yeah, and it's sad. Yeah, it's really fucked. It's really fucked around here. So I, I really have high hopes for something feeling at least you know not terrible. Yeah, me too. Well, good luck. I hope you are doing all right. Thank you. I'm doing fine. I'm over being pregnant, and I'm ready for this baby to exit. Yeah. Promptly. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that should be a doozy. <laughs> I heard. I heard it's lots of fun. Thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast on the internet where Dave Crane talks to his friends on the phone. And, uh, yeah, I've explained this before. Oh, you meow at me? You want me to stop talking? Have I been sitting here in silence and then I start talking? Look at you, you little thing. My little Cora Louise is meeping at me from the couch next to me. Hi, baby. What's the matter? You don't think I should speak, or are you talking back to me because maybe I'm talking... Anyway, hi uh, to the listeners of this podcast right now. I was just talking... What? And then she waved her paw at me. Hi. You need me to pay attention to you? And she probably wants me to shut up because she's taking a little nap. And now I'm being noisy. What was I saying? Uh, the telephone. Yeah. I don't know. It's a nice way to say it, right? I don't really talk to people on the phone. Although I do have a Google... I have a Google phone number that I, you have to, when you have one of those numbers, you have to like refresh it every couple of months. They ask you to make sure you're still using it. And I do, but I have never actually recorded. I have, in fact, the one actual phone call I made on it was a test call to my mom. So I, so anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that someday it might be true that this is a podcast where I talk to people on the phone. Um, but for now, it's mostly voice over IP. So when I say a podcast on the internet, where I talk to people on the internet, I should say, I mean, I think at first it was a podcast where I talk to my friends on the phone. And that came from, like, being on Twitch and people not really being sure what I was doing. And, like, my answer would be mostly I talk to my friends on the phone. Um, and that remains true. Are you, what are you mad about? Why are you yelling at me? You want me to stop talking? I will very soon. You are such a funny little animal. There, I wish, 
that the podcast, you know what I was saying, someday this will be on YouTube, and I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably met my cats, but it would be fun if I could show Cora and how she's lying here on her side, kind of barking at me right now. You're such a cute little thing. Um, so phones, internet, whatever. I was going to mention Discord. Yeah, if you want to talk to us, uh, come and talk to us on Discord. That's my favorite internet talking thing right now. Um, uh, yeah, I should say thank you to Michelle and to AKA Weebs and Thrash Keshu. Uh, you can get, you can find Thrash on twitch.tv at T-H-R-A-S-H-K-E-I-I-S-H-U. And, uh, Thrash and I actually do a show on Tuesdays, which, uh, happens at 3 p.m. in the evening, uh, in the Eastern Time Zone. Most Tuesdays called Thought That Was Weird, so check that out. And uh, yeah, I want to be updating my website and stuff with more info about that show and the new show I'm doing, uh, Star Trek The Least Ready Room, which comes out on Sundays, which you can get on, well, anywhere you can get this podcast, which is mainly, like I said, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which I don't know what is happening with, and Amazon Music. And if you want to talk to us on Discord, since the Discord link would be a bunch of gibberish, I like to say, why don't you just go over to koyadk.tv, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. You can get a link to the Discord there, click on the little Discord logo at the top of the page, and come see what we're talking about, what we're watching on TV, and what we might be making podcasts about, if you would like to be involved or just say hi. Uh, all my other socials are there, and you can see them, and yeah. Yeah, now I feel like I've got three things going on. Well, yeah. T thought That Was Weird probably is kind of a podcast. It's not exactly a podcast. It's a little different type of show than the two that I am now in charge. And I really want to start another one. We were talking about a fictional podcast, but now I'm all over the place. So thank you to the people that were here today. Uh, and of course, music by Pete and Josh. And yeah... Uh, we'll be doing this on Thursdays. I think I've said everything. I hope everyone is greeting the new year with positivity, and I hope that everything goes okay. I hope everything continues to roll right along. I'm feeling real recovered. I had, like I mentioned, I was very sick at Christmas, and the holidays were... It was a big one for me this year. I was very overwhelmed with a lot of things that were happening. It was good to take a little break. Uh, I'm about to start, yeah, going back out to some shows to sell some sto soap starting this weekend, and I'm going to be really busy. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I will be putting these podcasts out on time. Come and talk to me on Discord. Green plants make food through a process called photosynthesis. Using energy from the sun, cells in the leaves turn simple materials into energy-rich food. The epidermis is the skin. Beneath the upper epidermis lie the palisade cells, which are the chief food producers. Spongy cells are partly surrounded with pockets of air, which enable the cells to exchange gases with the atmosphere. The stomata are small openings in the lower epidermis under the leaf. Leaf veins carry water and nutrients from the roots. Carbon dioxide enters through the stomata. Chlorophyll, contained in cells of the palisade and spongy layers, helps absorb sunlight and transform light energy into chemical energy. Carbon dioxide
combines with water and is photosynthesized into oxygen and sugar. Oxygen escapes through the stomata. The sugar, dissolved in water, is carried throughout the plant, providing energy for growth.